Greetings. Welcome to the Money Script Podcast. I'm your host, Johanse Harrison, financial advisor and financial literacy educator. In each episode, you'll hear incredible interviews and get tips and strategies that you can implement into your daily life to help you improve your money script and grow your wealth. Thank you for taking some time with me today. Let's get into this episode of the Money Script. Welcome to the Money Script Podcast. It's episode two. I am so happy to be with you here today. Again, episode two. We did it. We did episode one, premiere episode. Now it's episode two. I want to give a special thank you to all, all of our listeners, all of our subscribers, everyone that tuned in, and also special thanks to all those that gave us five stars and told a friend about it. Uh, again, so happy to be with you here today. I am joined today by a very, very special guest. Um, this young lady is, is an incredible influence in my life. Uh, she helps keep me grounded. She also helps keep me looking good cause I got to keep up with her. And I just want to take a moment just to, just to give some gratitude to her for also allowing me and helping me to be in this space. And I am talking about none other than my partner in business, my partner in life, my partner in parenting, Miss Alicia. Harrison. Hey there, you're trying to make me cry. Yes. That was a sweet introduction, babe. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Happy to be here with you on this beautiful journey. Beautiful journey. It is a beautiful journey. It is a beautiful journey. So this is your first time on the podcast, obviously, because this is only our second podcast, so it'd be kind of hard for you to have uh, <laughs> been here before now. My first time on any podcast, yes. Oh, oh, well, I'm glad that we could have this experience together. Thank you. So as you know, Alicia, the, the purpose of our podcast is really just to help individuals just make better financial decisions really around their mindset and how they think about money and the relationship that they have with money. So I, I want to just just start today with, with learning more about your relationship with money and, and not specifically, you know, the relationship that we have together with money. I want to go back and just and just kind of explore some of the decisions that you've been through and some of the financial obstacles that you've been through and what got you to where you are today and why you've pursued this journey of, uh, of the money script and why you want to share this with other people. So with that, I just want to just, I want to be quiet for a second, let you speak, let you introduce yourself, tell, and you know, tell everyone a little bit more about, about Alicia. Yeah. So that was a, a heavy question, but I'm excited to be here. Um, as you said, on the mission to, just really empower um, financial literacy, financial awareness. And um, I can definitely say growing up in a single parent household with a mother who was very hardworking, um, but still paycheck to paycheck on her grind, doing what she needed to do to put um, food on the table. Also within that, watching her um, be, become a widow and um, there was no life insurance. There was no money left behind and having to start over and just really understanding um, hard work from a young age and um, the importance of life insurance and the importance of um, really managing your money. But it took me a long time to uh, really grow into that mindset because I would say um, in our household, we didn't really talk about money. It was really about 
just kind of a day to day, just getting by through, um, getting by each day. And well, what do you mean when you say you didn't talk about money? So there wasn't, uh, there just wasn't a lot of conversation about money, about um, finances, about um, it, the amount of income we were bringing into our household, what what other income we needed to really grow our financial well-being. It was more so just on a day-to-day basis of we just got to get to the next paycheck. And, um, you know, I saw my mom, she had an amazing job for what she had, um, and it was also something that very much inspired me to make sure that I um, was very much aware of my financial situation and 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 being in control of my finances as much as, as possible. And it was also a lot of uh, habits or generational habits, too, that I had to grow out of. So when you say you didn't, it wasn't that you didn't talk about money. It sounds more like you didn't talk about money in a positive light. Correct. Okay. So you did, you did, I mean, there were, I'm sure there were money conversations. I mean, you, you talked about uh, at least having it or not having it or having to use it. I mean, I'm sure it was still it, a it utility. It really was. I, I really feel like in, in my household and even, uh, I'm going to just say in, in the generation, it wasn't really talked about much at home. It was kind of one of those households where, um, you know, the children have their place and the adults worry about the bills and the work and and what needs to happen. And so um, it wasn't until maybe I was in high school where I really started to um, have more conversations with my grandfather about finances and priorities and, and saving money and things like that, where, you know, we earned, we learned some of our habits at a very young age. So not having that um, appreciation, understanding of, of money and the value of money and how to um, create some of the things that I wanted for myself um, you know, it took me a little bit longer to, to get to where I am today. So, so what do you think was the turning point for you on when you realized that you needed to take a little bit more control over your financial journey? When I got married. Oh, <laughs> touche. So, um, before going into my marriage, I, you know, it was just me and I, I could say I was, probably a little bit more careless about my finances than, um, I should have been. And then I met this amazing man who was a financial advisor and there was a lot more talk around money than I was used to. And then as we began to, um, share more conversations about money, as we, um, began to share a household, there was a lot more that I needed to learn. And, um, that's really how we, more recently developed, um, the money date because I learned that in order for me to grow my financial literacy and for our household to really grow and focus on what it is that we want to create, we have to have conversations about it. And that was something very much that, um, I had to learn. And I know there's a lot of couples and even individuals that feel like they're alone when it comes to managing their finances and, and aren't confident in talking to their peers, their family about finances and, and understanding what options they may have or what needs to happen next. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that you're here because, uh, especially early on in us doing the, this podcast, because I feel like sometimes I, uh, I find myself kind of just speaking from the mountaintop, so to speak. And I feel like you really help ground this process because you get to share from your point of view of how we've been able to, to, to do this together. So, so I'm curious, 
how would you describe, um, could you mention the money date and uh, how there's lots of couples out there that may struggle with how to have these money conversations? How would you describe how we've been able to have more money conversations in our relationship? Oh, it definitely takes work, just like anything else in a relationship. It takes effort. It takes awareness. Um, just acknowledging the fact that there is a conversation that needs to be had and not um, getting pent up behind frustration or having conversations with your girlfriends or people who you are may be more comfortable talking about finances with, but just being very open with with one another. And um, first, it starts with having those money dates and money conversations with yourself and um, so that you can come to your partner and say, hey, these are some of the things I'm looking at or these are some of the things that I want. What do you think? Where are you at? So that from there you can make a plan together. And um, it definitely for us, you know, it, it wasn't something that came natural. It was something that I feel like. Um, oh, it definitely didn't come natural. <laughs> it did not come it natural. It is definitely something that came up as more of a need versus, hey, let's proactively go at this. It was um, and and as as you kind of describe coming into um in our relationship, as you were saying, from from the mountaintops, when you when you think about your background in finance and me coming in with really little to no experience in finance, um, I almost felt like I was trying to keep up with things that you had going on um, in terms of how you were the conversations you were having with your clientele and and your um, your colleagues, and it was more so about me educating myself one and two being vulnerable with you to say hey I'm. I don't know some of these things. Can you help me understand and allowing that space for us to grow together as a couple, um, allowing um, us to grow as individuals, as you were saying, kind of coming down to this grounding space of like, okay, we get to work on this together. And, um, you know, there's some conversations that didn't come easy. Some of them were. They did not. Where I looked at the bank account. What is this about? Why were you here? What were you doing that? And this was very early on. Where now, I don't know if you can hear me snapping on the... <laughs> we, we hear you snapping. That was a snap. Podcast. She was not slapping me. She was snapping. I was snapping to further get my point across about those transactions that I had identified early on in our relationship. Um, but just really at that point, feeling like it was more of a reactive conversation versus a proactive conversation and just wanting to grow as as individuals, as, as a wife, as, as, especially as we entered into entrepreneurship and having to really have more conversations about, um, our finances and financial independence and how we can create more of what we want around that. Um, it just took time and, and work and, um, and really it took a lot of, uh, us educating ourselves and, and focusing more so on the money mindset, because I feel like, with you and your background, your profession, you had the numbers down. You can tell someone based off of their income, where they're at, how much money they have saved, when they can retire comfortably, what else they need to do in order to get to that retirement level. But there's also a whole nother level behind um, managing your finances, which is the money mindset, which is I'm excited that we're going to talk more about today is how to really grow and enhance and be in that money mindset. Before we get into the, the, the mindset part of it though, uh, cause that, that is extremely important. I just want to be real with the people. Um, we went through our share of struggles. 
um, from uh, baby mama drama. There were financial things associated with that. Please don't breathe into the mic. Um, there were financial issues uh, associated breathing. with that. Still breathing. Um, we had some tax issues we had to deal with. We had, uh, we, I suffered a loss of a job. You suffered, what, at least two job losses mm-hmm. in volunteer. You had a company close down. I think you had two close down. And then one that was just a two. very bad, two, two to close down, bad work environment. Um, we went through several vehicles for you. Um, um, on a whole nother level, we also went through a lot of loss in our family. Went through loss. Uh, my parents, your grandparents. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So we, we went through the, the typical, I won't say typical because I, I don't know everyone's situation, but we had our share of financial obstacles that we had to get through. And there were some that were very difficult to talk about, uh, especially when it came to supporting our families and taking care of our own households. Uh, we moved several times. We moved cross country. I mean, we, we have been through a lot financially. Been through some things. Been through some things. Uh, some student loans. Speaking of student loans, uh, when I think about my childhood and just the conversations um, about money being more in the present day, about getting by, um, there weren't many conversations about saving for the future or planning for the future. And so that's something that I've definitely had to uh, learn and, and grow into that mindset of thinking about tomorrow, saving, not spending, or having the mindset of what's right now here in front of me more. So how can I better save and invest for my future, not only for myself, but my family and the next generation. So I'm excited to continue to grow in that mindset. So what was your, what was your first investment that you ever made? Uh, my first investment was in my 401k. Oh. Okay. Which is something I still have and still continue to invest in. Get it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you remember, like, what did you have? Mutual funds? ETF? Do you remember how you picked that, or did you just you just put in a percentage and forgot about it? Um, I remember with uh, my employer. I believe I went through some of the um, some of the mutual funds and and picked and selected. Ones that caught my eye. I didn't really know much about them, but... Ah, so you did the DART approach. I did the DART approach. Okay. But... It's better than no approach. It, yeah. I it is. like, all it right, is. if I'm going to do this, I think I just kind of went energetically. Kind of how I do when I pick a college tournament. Oh, and know, I, you actually won one year doing kinda that. like that. I, I just kind of go that. with my feeling, go with my gut. Alicia, is, do not invite her to your march madness tournament because she will pick them based on the mascots <laughs> and win and win like bulldogs are better than wildcats exactly wow anywho so well well thank you for for sharing with with all of our listeners um just a little bit about your journey i know we're going to have you back here in the future i can't wait i know and i know you have some very interesting uh individuals that are really excited to do some interviews with you uh, and who knows, maybe I, I might have to, uh, you know, go on vacation or something and, and we'll let you just host the whole thing. Maybe. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll get see. Back to, we'll get back to you on that. There's a lot of stuff going on. Oh, here. I'll be on standby. Okay. Okay. Well, well, I will keep you on standby. So, so with that, let's get into our, our lesson for today. And our, our lesson today is all about, uh, mindset because with, with, um, rewriting your money script, you first have to recognize that you want to improve. 
And sometimes when we recognize that, we don't know what to do next. And there's so many resources out there that can help you uh, uh, take on a better mindset around around finances and how you, uh, like I said, think about your money, how you plan your money, how you plan your day. Uh, so I, we want to share some of those strategies with you. And I know, Elise, you've got some things prepared that you, that you wanted to share. So I'll, I'll give you the floor or the mic. Yeah, I'm definitely excited about this topic. Um, one of my favorite topics when we think about um, our money and our money mindset. And um, before I go into uh, a few of my shares, I just want to uh, pay homage to the late, great Kobe Bryant and uh, reciting one of his quotes. He says, I realize that intimidation didn't really exist if you're in the right frame of mind. And to me, that's just so powerful, especially when you think about even managing your finances. It's really, if you're not in the right frame of mind, you're going to be intimidated. And you're not going to want to even think about dealing with your finances. So it is all a mindset and um, being more aware of what you're pouring into your mind and how that affects the actions that you take when it comes to your money, your goals, and even your conversations around money. So um, what we're excited to share today is some of our top uh, money books. Yes, let's do money books. Okay. (laughs) Money books. So um, I'm excited because um, I know for Johans and I, we love to really invest in our our mindset and making sure that on a day to day that we are reading something to help empower us for the day to get us excited to help us get us in that right frame of mind to pour into our day to keep our conversations our self talk um, positive and moving and growing forward. So um, I'm going to read off my list of favorite books. So my first book and this is one that um, Yo and I actually have read together is You Are a Badass at Making Money by yes. Jen Sincero. She is absolutely one of my favorite authors. She started off with You Are a Badass, and then her sequel is You Are a Badass at Making Money. One of the quotes that come out of the You Are a Badass at Making Money is, what comes out of your mouth comes into your life. And that really just goes into what we were saying about um, even the Kobe quote about the mindset, right? Really pouring into your mind so that what comes out of your mouth is really manifesting, creating what it is that you want. A lot of times $1 billion. It's on the way. Yes. All right. So a lot of times, um, you know, we tend to want to complain about our finances or the things that aren't going well. And that's exactly what you're attracting and creating more of. So this book is very powerful in helping you transform some of those thoughts giving you some mantras and, and some ideas of how to get out of that negative lack mindset and speaking more powerfully into your life and into your finances. Um, number two is um, one of my most recent favorites. It's the Get Rich Lucky Bitch book, um, Release Money Blocks and Live a First Class Life. That's by Denise Duffield. And this is one that I stumbled across on Audible. I was a little sketchy at first. I didn't really know anything about the author. Um, I was a little sketchy about the title as well. But I can tell you this is one of those books that really transformed um, my thinking and and helped me release some of my money blocks um, around money. And I want to share a little bit about a little insert from the book, which is uh, really powerful. So She says, taking power back around your money is getting the balance right. 
taking too much on too little responsibility holds you back from a beautiful, healthy relationship with your wealthy self. You don't need to get evicted, lose all your friends, or break up your marriage to learn the lesson. Take a look at where money is a pain in the butt for you and ask yourself, where has this shown up in the past? What's the pattern? What are you afraid of? What are you willing to no longer put up with? That's heavy. Right? That's heavy. And that's just a clip from her book. I'm, I'm, I need a minute. And she has a ton of resources. Again, this is Denise Duffield. And um, she's got a workbook that also goes with her book. She's got it. You can find her online. I know she has. We got to get Denise on the show. We do. Denise, we want to talk to you. Yes. The author of Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. Thank you so much for that one. Definitely a game changer for me. Um, Number three on my list is The Millionaire Morning. Lewis Howes. By Lewis Howes. Yes. So he is one of our favorite authors in our household. We're definitely drawn to a lot of his work, his teachings. And um, this book is all about the morning mindset habits and the routines of millionaires. So there's tons of um, everyday tips for you. It's an easy read. It's a short read. Um, it's something that you can really get through quickly and just helps you get into action, into creating more healthy habits in your daily routine. That's going to help you get into that powerful money mindset. Number four is the law of divine compensation. And this is by Marianne Williamson. And this is all about uh, work, money, and miracles. So it's really about um, more so the spiritual aspect of manifesting your um, your financial goals. And it kind of ties into the last book I, I recited, The Get Rich Lucky Bitch, how um, just being more aware of some of your patterns that are coming up. And uh, as you identify those patterns, creating new habits for yourself, a new mindset, but definitely um, one that has been influential on my journey. And the last one is The Science of Getting Rich by uh, William Waddles. And that was the prequel, right? To or This was the book that inspired fired. The Secret. The Secret. There we go. So yeah, this is kind of yeah. where it all started. And it's, uh, it's about financial success through creative thought. So again, around your thoughts when it comes to your money. I think it was also in the same genre as uh, Think and Grow Rich. I want to say been, it might have been right around there. Yeah. I want to, I, I think thinking grow rich references that one or vice versa somewhere in there. Okay. It's a good one. It's a good one. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. It is. Uh, no, I, I was thinking about the reference that you're giving and, and I'm unsure of that. Um, so yeah, just again, to list those top five on my list, you are a badass at making money by Jen Sincero. Number two, get rich, lucky bitch by Denise Duffield. Number three, The Millionaire Morning by Lewis Howes. Number four, The Law of Divine Compensation by Marianne Williamson. And number five, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. We will put that list on our Instagram at The Money Script, also on our Twitter at The Money Script as well. Thank you so much, Alicia. That was a wonderful list of, of books that can that you can go out and get. Mind you, you can find these on Audible, quick tip about Audible, your first book is free. So if you don't have an Audible account, 
uh, you could go get one of these books for free and then cancel your account and get to keep the book. It's a kind of a neat trick that Amazon has not steered away from as of yet. Uh, you can also find these on Amazon. You can get them used if you're someone that wants the the paperback book. And uh, don't get me wrong, authors, I'm all about you, uh, you know, making more money on selling books. But for those of us that are still trying to figure it out, you know, if you can find a paperback for a couple of dollars, it's a great investment. So again, Alicia, thank you so much for joining us on episode two. Thank you for having me. So happy to have you not only in my life, but also in this show, this show today. Um, want to remind everyone out there that um, to, to subscribe to the show, also tell a friend about the show as well. And of course, I want to continue to uh, to encourage you to find ways that you can make better decisions with your money. Um, and there's so many ways that you can do that, whether it's uh, picking up a book, whether it's uh, subscribing to a podcast, having a conversation with a friend or family member. There are lots of ways that you can start to get in better habits with your money. So uh, if you're looking for a financial advisor, of course, go to the moneyscript.com, excuse me, moneyscriptwealth.com and schedule your discovery sessions today. Remember that any stocks and other investments that were mentioned on today's episode are for information purposes only and not a solicitation to invest. Financial advisory services are offered by MoneyScript Wealth Management, which is a registered investment advisor firm, advisory firm registered in Texas and California and other states where exempt. MoneyScript Wealth Management and guests on this episode may own stocks mentioned in today's show or other investments as well. And please consult your tax advisor or your professional for specific advice about your situation. Until next time. 